Why, hello there, poddlers. Coming up, this is what happened when I met Dolly Parton. Can you do it? Can I? Yeah. Working nine to five, what a way to make live. I'm singing low so you can hear my fingers. Much more where that came from. Enjoy the show. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Oh, Matt Dyson, socially arm us, will you, please? I will do. Uh, let me, let me. Uh, so, uh, there's some shocking fashion <laughs> news this morning uh, about a handbag that is the size of a crumb selling for $63,000. Size of a crumb? A size of a crumb, it is. <laughs> it's the size of a crumb. I've never sounded so northern. It hey, is... ain't nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with saying crumb, is there? Crumbs. <laughs> We've been saying it for years, haven't we, Anna? We Ever are. since days we used to deliver Hovis bread. <laughs> E-bar crumb. E-bar crumb, we used to say. I used to put this handbag in my basket and cycle it down yeah, cobbled roll. That's right. Not this handbag, though. You'd lose it straight away. It measures... Um, yeah, uh, so what's going on with this handbag? Right, it's, it's weird. It, it measures 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers. Yeah, I think I know how big a crumb is, mate. <laughs> micrometers. <laughs> it is a microscopic handbag. It literally, there's a, there's a, they put a picture of what it would look like on a finger, and it's the size Are you going to share crumb. it on the socials? I'll share it on the socials. You can have a look for yourself. They call it. What the, color is it? It's like it's, it's a, gr- a green handbag. Oh, it's, that's it's okay. It's based then. on the <laughs> Louis Vuitton on the go handbag, which you're all familiar with. So yeah, 100%. It's based on that, but it's incredibly tiny. It's extreme tiny version they call it the mischief itty bitty bag <laughs> and uh, but 63,000 pounds for a microscopic bag who bought it that we don't know who bought it at this stage. You bought it, didn't you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah Katie, hasn't, Katie loses enough handbags as it is. If I was searching for this one in the understairs cupboard, I would be there for days. I mean, it'd be absolutely horrendous. But I'll show a picture of the handbag so you can just see how small it is for yourself. And then the other story this morning, Michael Spicer is back with a second series. Now, I remember a while ago, he did a great parody of every TV show on every channel where someone drives around the UK rediscovering our sacred Island and all yeah. the hidden Britain. There's just things. not enough UK left for yeah. these shows, isn't <laughs> there? Just, you know, uh, every show on every channel does this. Well, now he's back. very BBC Two, isn't it? It is very. It's BBC Two. It's Channel Five. They're sort of everywhere. And now he's back, and he's got a second series. But this time, there's a slight twist, as you'll hear. You may know me from when I travelled up and down the country. Well, I'm back, but this time I've brought my dad with me for some reason. How <laughs> do you get your radio to work? That's the sat-nav. Sat-nav? What do you need a sat-nav for? Uh, to tell me where I'm going. I don't know. What was wrong with maps? At least maps don't talk back to you. <laughs> Classic dad. I've always thought that the only way to see the best of Britain is with family, because they help you see Britain differently. Oh, look, 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 look. What? Pigeon. Oh, that's beautiful. And this is something I feel very passionate about ever since I got commissioned to do this series six months ago. Classic <laughs> So often, just family members get I'd love involved. to do something with my dad, but Bob will not do anything. <laughs> Don't blame him. He won't even come on the show. I'm like, come oh, yeah. on, Dad. Oh, come on, Come Bob. on the show. Yeah. If you're Anna listening, Geary's dad's been phone. on the show. You yes, come on the show. Yeah, yeah, he just won't do anything. I'd love to hear Bob on the show. It'd be great. Um, I'll share the full Michael Spicer video. You can watch it for yourself and enjoy it. You'll be talking about it later, and I've saved your data. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. And we use that real music to give you an opportunity to have a shout-out. And this morning, I have taken a song from Absolute 80s and another song from Absolute Radio 90s, and I've smashed them together. Why? Well, of course, because tonight 
If you love all things 80s and 90s, it is Bush and Ritchie Presents 80s versus 90s at Camden's Electric Ballroom. They're doing it live tonight, so you'll get the full build-up on the Home Time Show from four. And then, of course, it's so successful, they're taking it to the White Isle. Yes, they're going on the road. This is their Ibiza warm-up gig. So, <laughs> as a kind of nod to that, as I say, it's one song from the 80s, one from the 90s. If you can identify which songs they are, you can have a shout-out. So I need your name, I want to know where you are, what you're up to, but I need the answer. Which two songs are these? Without giving too much away, one of them is my style-spiration this morning. Uh, I've been told that I look like this person uh. today. And it ain't Kurt Cobain. <laughs> so, which two songs are they? One from the 80s, one from the 90s. Your names, your answers, where you are, what you want in your shout-out. Send it along to 81215. And we're going to get into it, and I mean really into it. Next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. The time is 7.26. Welcome along to Absolute Radio, where real music matters. You better believe it does. Which is why I brought together two of our playlists. One was 80s, one was 90s. Could you separate the songs, identify them? If you can, well, you can have a shout-out. And the two songs I played you just now were these... Better than the original? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we had Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up, and Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. They were the two songs. Of course, if you like music from the 80s, if you like music from the 90s, we have entire playlists for that. Available via the free Absolute Radio app on our website, your smart speaker. It's all there. It's all waiting for you. And well done to Mike and the kids going to school in Cobham. Mike adds, well done to 12-year-old Aidan for getting Nirvana. Nice. Round of applause Respect. for Aidan. Yeah. Well done, Aidan. Gaz, who's being chauffeured to work this morning, courtesy of Kyle, Sarah in Morecambe, drowning in paperwork, praying for the weekend. She says, send help, Dave. <laughs> Come on, you can do this, Sarah. You've got this. Steve B, working hard in Mountain Warehouse next to Lake Windermere. John in Chobham, heading to his seven-year-old daughter's sports day. It'll be great to see her compete, he says, but ultimately, we all know it's about the dad's race and weighing up competing <laughs> versus the potential injury. Matt Dyson, let me ask you, have you competed oh, no. in your child's sports day? They did, they did a parent's race at the latest sports day, and I, me and my friend Matt just sort of uh, backed away slowly from the... The mm. two Matt's feigning injury. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think it's best for everyone we don't take part. I describe it as one of the most insecure sports events going, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one would you do, Glenn, you know, when Elliot gets to a certain age where you have to do that, are you going to be egg and spoon? Are you going to be in the sack? What are you thinking? Me and him are going to tag team wrestle. <laughs> That's 100% Just on your own over the yeah, other yeah, side yeah. of the field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Steve on a road trip to the Netherlands and Joey, who's age 10, and Steve says, whose mother has raised him with incredible taste in music. That's why we listen to Absolute Radio. Yes. Uh, well done, everybody. It was Rick Astley versus Nirvana 
on the Decade Detective. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Ten weeks of tickets. Yes, and as part of ten weeks of tickets, we've been sending you to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers live at Tottenham's brand new and very impressive stadium. And we've done this with the help of someone named Danny. Danny California. Gnarly, dude! <laughs> Thanks for having me back, Big D. This is your final appearance on the show, Danny. How are yeah, you feeling? Yeah, it's been a blast, man. <laughs> it's been an absolute blast. Well, it truly has been a um, gnarly. Oh, right. yeah. Hey, and this is oh, the Anna, newest character hey, of Danny dude. <laughs> What's happening, man? I'm good, Danny. How are you? I'm cool, thanks. Rad. <laughs> Daddy is rad. He's absolutely rad. Um, so, Danny, for anyone just joining us, yeah. Um, firstly, please, please don't go. Honestly, stay here. It's great. Uh, and secondly, what's, what's going to happen? Well, Danny California knows how to party. As my old pals Tupac and Dre used to say back in the day, they used to frequent my surf shack and bar like a lot of celebrities do. It's gone off script okay. and it's a nightmare, isn't it? But I don't talk about the kind of guys that turn up here. You know, confidentiality is key, dude. It's all part, part of, of the, the service. service. Thank you, Glenn, for joining in with my catchphrase. So, you know, I'm going to give some clues about who's been hanging out of the surf shack, right? Yeah. If you can so guess Donald who they Trump are. has a surf shack. Yeah. <laughs> I it was I Biden. Do, you know. Minnesota. <laughs> hey, gnarly dude, come on, man. Uh, so if I, if you guess who it is, you win tickets to see the Chili Peps of the Tottenham Ham Hopspurs Stadium. Okay, thank you very much indeed, Danny California. What a pleasure it has been having you on the show this week. So if you would like to play, well, you need to call us right now. The number is O double three O one two three twelve fifteen. That's O double three O. 1, 2, 3, 12, 15. All the T's and C's are online. And lines are going to close at 7.42. Ten weeks of tickets on Absolute Radio, where real music... Yes, ten weeks of tickets is going great guns. This week we've been giving you the chance to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers live at Tottenham Stadium. Next week, Ben Burrell is here. He's in the hot seat. He's got your chance to go to Reading Festival, which is going to be incredible. What a lineup it is. But right now, as I say, it's all about the chili peps. Danny, how are you feeling about your final, final performance on Hell the Red Yeah, Trip? dude. Bring it on, bro. Now, I know I said final twice, but I can't say it enough. Your final ever. <laughs> okay, yeah. Your I final hope to be ever back appearance on the Red Show. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Anyway, on line one, we've got John. Good morning, John. Morning, Dave. Morning, team. Morning, Danny. Hang <laughs> 10, bro. What's up, dude? Very <laughs> good. Yeah, John, man, welcome to Danny California's Beach Bar and Surf Shack. I'll look after you in the most radical way. I've been running this place for years, man, and you know me. Confidentiality Danny's is key. key. It's, it's all, all part, part of, of the, the service. service. Yeah, the surf is looking <laughs> awesome today, dude. Hold up. I've got an order coming in. Seven. Order number seven. Nice, man. Yeah, the club sandwich. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so hungry. I could fight you for that club. Uh, fight, fight club. Yeah. No, not really. I'm a peaceful kind of guy. Uh, you know, I've I've always owned and, and lived in my beach bar, man. I've not always been here, though. Uh, I, I spent seven years in Tibet. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these, huh? 
<laughs> Seven years into Batman on my gap, y'all, as you Brits would say. Yeah, it's a fairly, uh, it's a fairy tale, really, dude. You know, uh, just like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Hey, look, it's my buddy Ben. Hey, dude, Arenio, sup, Ben? Uh, pull your board shoots, uh, shorts up, dude. Uh, your shorts are falling down. What do you mean you've lost the button? Uh, strange. Uh, that oh, sure no. comes. That sure is a curious case of Benjamin's button. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of it. All right, dude, it's almost time for us He's to go. He's got button-up swimming shorts. <laughs> That's Ben for you. Uh, it's almost time for us to go snatch a wave. That that was one as well. Uh, what time do you want to go hit the ocean, man? 11, 12, or 13, which is one on the 24-hour clock, of course. Uh, I'll ask again. Ocean's 11, ocean's 12, or 13. Okay, so up, dude. Come on. John, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> John, what are you going to be doing today? When this is finished, what are you going to be up to? Uh, I'm going to be um, helping, I'm doing a couple of boiler services. I'm a plumber. Awesome, plumber. dude. <laughs> so before you service people's boilers, tell us which actor had wandered in to the surf shack owned by Danny California. I think it's Brad Pitt. I think you've won tickets to see the Red Hot oh, Chili Peppers. And Correctamundo will be the final words <laughs> we will ever hear from Danny California. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well done, my friend. Danny, thank you for everything. Hey, surf's up, dude. Keep it real, man. Ten weeks of tickets on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where, of course, real music matters. And with that in mind, it's worth thinking about the fact that this is one breakfast show with one set of talkie bits, talkie bits, talkie bits, but with nine different playlists. And one of those playlists is Absolute Radio Country, an entire radio station dedicated to country music, Roots and Americana. Of course, it is available via the free Absolute Radio app on your digital radio or via your smart speaker. And when I say the word country, well, there is one name that springs to mind. And I had the great pleasure of spending an afternoon in her company. This, at long last, is what happened when Dave met Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, what a pleasure. Well, thank you, Dave. <laughs> what, a, what a joy to see you. Um, let's start with the fact you have a brand new album. It's called Rockstar. I love the artwork for the album, by the way. Thank Looking you. Good. I like the leopard print steering wheel cover. Very nice. Now, there's nine original songs on this album, but also there's your interpretation of some music that we love at my radio station, Absolute Radio. So there's Purple Rain and Heart of Glass and Stairway to Heaven and We Are the Champions and Freebird and Let It Be and so many. And I wondered, what was the process of picking those songs? And as you are such an icon, as you are Dolly Parton, do you just like call Sir Paul McCartney and say, Paul, I'm taking Let It Be? Do you want to get involved? How did it all work out for you? Well, actually, well, we'll just start with that one. Like the uh, Let It Be, I always loved that song. And then I recorded the song, and without them. Then I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if Paul McCartney would agree to play piano and sing on it? Then I thought, 
Wouldn't it even be greater to have Ringo Starr, because that's the last of the Beatles, play on that track? And then, of course, we had, uh, you know, Mick Fleetwood that did some percussion along, along with that. And then we had Peter Frampton that added a few things on it. I thought, man, this is an all-star song. But just the whole idea of having Paul, which I've loved through the years, and uh, just, just having them be on it. And I just asked if they'd do it, and they said, yeah. And I was excited to death. I mean, you've created the ultimate supergroup there, Dolly. That's what you've done. You've had this idea that you like the song Let It Be, and then cut to what? A couple of weeks, a month later, you've done a version of it and created a supergroup. That must feel pretty good, right? It does feel good. <laughs> and I have to I have to give a lot of that credit as far as the musicians and the others for Kent Wells, who is the producer of the album, yeah. who is my has been my musical director and guitar player for 30 plus years and I asked him to produce the album and so he he got involved with he's a, a genuine musician so he kind of worked a lot with the other people musicians that add, added on but Paul and Ringo was definitely my you know my first thought on that I thought if I could get them that would be great and they were so generous and so sweet about it I was so so touched with so many of the people on the album that they were so willing to do it. I love that. I mean, obviously you're no stranger to people covering your own work. I mean, famously, I Will Always Love You by, by Whitney Houston and Jolene has been covered by everybody from Miley Cyrus to the White Stripes. So how does it feel, because you're such a prolific and famous songwriter, how does it feel to cover other people's work? Well, uh, it felt good. It does feel good, right? Yeah, it feels okay. good because, see, I'm a, I'm a big fan of songs. And being a songwriter, you have your very favorites that you really think, well, I wish I'd have written that. You know, <laughs> why didn't I write that? Why didn't I think of that? You're always thinking that as a songwriter. But the songs I chose, getting back to part of your original question, yeah. well, these are songs that I loved mostly because of my husband, Carl Dean, who is a rock and roll freak. I mean, that's about the only kind of music. That that's what they call us, Dolly. Rock and roll freaks. Yes. I know. I mean, you, who, who would have thought it? You know, with me being in country music, but he didn't particularly care that much for country music. He just was always into rock since he was young. Okay. And so all of our lives, I mean, we've been together almost 60 years. Yeah. And anytime I'm around him in the house, in the truck, in the car, in a tractor, whatever it may be, <laughs> he's always playing, you know, rock songs. And so I actually chose a lot of his favorite songs to do, Stairway of Heaven being one of them. He's a leadhead completely. <laughs> and uh, that, that one, you know, Freebird, you know, yeah. he loved that one. So I chose a lot of the songs that he liked. Then I chose some that I loved, like Purple Rain. I've always oh, loved that yeah. particular song. And so I, I thought it was one of the highlights of the album. It was for me personally. And so I just chose songs that I loved or that my husband loved mainly. It is your Friday morning. You are listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show where, well, Dolly Parton was in fine fettle when I had the pleasure of spending some time with her earlier in the week. And let me tell you, I was shocked to my very core when she told me what her husband of like 50 years, Kyle, really thinks about country music. You know, your story and Carl's story is one of true love and it's endured for so many years. And I didn't know that throughout that whole time he's hated country music. I mean, so this is... I didn't say he hated it. It was his least favourite, though. I tell you, Carl liked either hard rock and, oddly enough, he loved Flat and Scruggs. He liked certain bluegrass songs. He liked rock. 
So and he loved it when you did the bluegrass, bluegrass stuff, right? But he did not <laughs> like it when I, I did a version of Stairway to Heaven some years back as a bluegrass kind of thing, and he didn't think I should have done it. Oh. And he said, are you sure that's Stairway to Heaven or Stairwell to Hell? <laughs> and, and I thought, well, maybe since you put it like that. But he did love my version of Stairway to Heaven because I stayed so true to it on this rock album. Yeah, okay. Is Carl, is he comfortable coming forward and saying these things to you, Dolly? I mean, will he just say, oh, I, don't, I don't really like this. Why don't you do something he, more rock? He'll just be straight out with you. He would be straight out. In fact, he's one when I said that I was going to uh, sing Stairway to Heaven back years ago as a country bluegrass. He said, I don't think you should do that. And I said, well, why? He said, because it's a damn legend. You know, it's a classic. Mm. And nobody really, I, I wouldn't think anybody would be brave enough to want to do that song. I said, well, you know me. But when he, that's when, after he heard it, he said, it's okay, that version. But this version, he did like it's your Friday morning. Welcome along to Absolute Radio, where real music matters, which is why I was so chuffed to spend some time with country singing sensation and global icon Dolly Parton. Now, not only is she an icon of music, but also, of course, of style. So, well, we had to talk fashion. Dolly, we've spoken about, obviously, you performing and your, your songwriting talents, but to get the full Dolly Parton fang, if I, if I may call it that, <laughs> um, we, we need to talk about the look, um, and you do so in your brand new book, Behind the Scenes, My Life in Rhinestones, which is, which is out in October. Um, do you find it hard work looking this great all of the time? Is there a, a weight of responsibility with being a global style icon? Do you ever just slip on the velour sweatpants? and just want to lay out on the sofa whilst Carl critiques your musical tastes. I mean, do, do we ever see that? No, no, you're never going to see it, but yes, I do it. <laughs> okay, you're yeah. never going to see it, though. No, you're that. never going to see it. No, I mean, everybody's got their comfort zone. I've got my old yeah. tacky, soft, you know, clothes that you're, you know, you're comfortable in and stuff. Sometimes I wear stuff I've had for years. You know, everybody's got their own special pair of pants or a shirt or something. Yeah. But yeah, I can look awful. But when I'm out in public, I figure if you're going to be a star, you need to look like one. Mm. And I figure, well, what if I got a mugshot, you know, somewhere like some of my friends have, <laughs> and you look like hell? I thought, well, you know, you need to say, if you're going to be in the public, if you're going to be a star, you need to look like one. Yeah. But getting back to the book, My Life in Rhinestones, yeah. it really goes all the way back through my career when I was having like a next door neighbor so close or a friend of my husband's that was, a, you know, the seamstress doing clothes, all the way up to now of having the, the top of the line, you know, our uh, designers and yeah. all the, uh, those people. So it's really like my life in Rhinestones. It's really kind of been like my entire six decades long career uh, in in clothes and a clothes a, a nice way of kind of archiving the incredible career and, and life you've had up to this point because obviously the music is out there for all us fans to enjoy but have you kind of got key outfits that you've kept from a, a you know a, across the decades that you, you look back on fondly oh sure you always have certain things and, and we have those in the books iconic outfits just like yeah. iconic songs i had my first book was called song teller and it talked, it was about all my songs and how I wrote them, where I was, what I was thinking when I wrote them. This is really about my, my life in rhinestones, like on show business. My next one is called uh, uh, Star of the Show, which is about my life on the road, musician. But we interviewed 
uh, different people for this book that you're talking about, My Life in Rhinestones, the designers, or they were dead and gone, friends and family, you know, other people that had done that. So there's a lot of stories. I told stories about everything, about why I'm wearing this and what this outfit meant to me, what I was going through at the time I wore this particular thing. So it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's a history of my life in the rhymes in about the songwriting and about the clothes and then about life on the road. Well, Dolly, you're such a wonderful storyteller and obviously you do that through your music so brilliantly and it's nice that you can bring the clothes into it as well because, you know, that is something you're so strongly linked with. I wondered if you ever been backstage in a new outfit at some point over the years and just gone, this is too much. I can't. There's too many rhinestones here. No, I've This I'm is never... too high, this is too low, this is too left, too right, whatever it may be. <laughs> no, I've never had felt the feeling like it's too much. Okay. I have had times saying, this is too heavy. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm short anyway. Do you mean the actual little, weight? I would say, yeah, I was, I was tall before I started wearing all those heavy ass clothes. <laughs> so it's like just kind of wear, wearing you down. But I've only thought, wow, this thing is heavy. Will I be able to lift my arms to get my instruments or whatever? Yeah. I have had those thoughts, wow. but it's never been too much sparkle for me. Where, where would you sparkle me? Dolly, looking at me right now. You yeah, know, a humble, you look a humble lad good. called Dave. Would you, would you rhinestone me anywhere? Do I need rhinestoning? Uh, well, I probably would put some rhinestones on the lapel of your jacket. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, yeah like you'd that. like that. It's Friday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. If you are just joining us, well, I had the pleasure this week of spending some time with a global icon. Dolly Parton. And of course, I had to do one of my favourite features on The Breakfast Show, which is unrelated questions inspired by an artist's song titles. And of course, Dolly didn't disappoint. Now, Dolly, it's either something that I like to do from time to time on my on my radio show with some of my favourite guests. It's unrelated questions inspired by your song titles. In the past, I've done this with both of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. I've done it with Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters and the Kings of Leon. And we start with The Bargain Store, 1975. Dolly, here in the UK we have B&M stores, Poundland and Savers. Does Dolly like a deal? Are you a bargain hunter? Actually, I am. I like, uh, I like looking about. I love the bargain store. I love those kind of things. I love old antique stores and all that. I love to browse through that. My husband also is very big on that himself. Okay. So through the years in our marriage, we've done a whole lot browsing around in a lot of old antique stores and all that. Okay, so you like the flea markets and all that Yeah, kind of we stuff. like the flea markets. A lot of times it's hard for me to kind of do a lot of that now because of, of who I am. But we usually have our little RV and I'll stay in the RV. If we see a yard sale or something, he wants to get out and walk <laughs> around. I'll stay and read or, or write something. Yeah. But yeah, we love going to those things. Opening the little slidey window and going, over there, Carl, that one. Uh -huh, <laughs> yeah, I, we've, I've done a lot of that. Or, He'll bring something to the window uh, of the camper and say, well, what do you think? Is this what you're looking for? Is this what you, or I'll point at something, like you say, I'll say, I want to see it up close. You know? But a lot of times we just get out, especially in a certain time of day, I don't care. It, you know, it's just usually yeah. about your time. Of if course. If you've got time to start doing a meet and greet and an autograph party. Yeah. Uh, and you can't just pop in, get in a candelabra day, and get back yeah, in the he, It bothers yeah. him more than me. It's Friday morning, you are listening to Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Now, earlier this week, I had the great pleasure of spending some time with Dolly Parton. And, of course, we had a round of 
unrelated questions inspired by your song titles. And that led me to asking a big question. Dolly, were you misbehaving as a child? Don't Make Me Have to Come Down There, 2023. What a great song, a really nice sentiment as well. Thank you. Um, the kind of thing, uh, obviously, a parent would say to their kids uh, if they were being naughty. I want to know, Dolly, were you a naughty child? What's the, did you get up to capers? Were you a naughty little girl? I didn't want to be naughty. Okay. I never wanted to get caught doing anything bad because I don't like to be scolded and I don't like to be whipped. I'm very sensitive. But Fair sometimes, enough. you know, there's certain certain things that I would just do because it's just my nature that I would get in trouble for, like whether I was wearing makeup or not willing to take it off or not willing to wear <laughs> a certain thing that I wanted to wear. Yeah. I mean, like I always say, Daddy couldn't beat it out of me. Mama couldn't pray it out of me. <laughs> you know, nobody can make me not do something yeah. that I was bound and determined to do. But yeah. I, never, I never tried. I was not rebellious for the sake of being rebellious because I never wanted to be in trouble. No, no, fair enough and good advice there as well. Uh, 9 to 5, 1980, um, obviously you are a global superstar and, and you've been so um, kind of famous since you were a teenager. Um, but I wondered if it hadn't worked out, is there a 9 to 5 type job that you <laughs> believe you would have been destined for? Or have you, you know, over the years, looked at what we could call a nine to five job and thought, oh, I think I'd be good at that. I'd like to give that a go. Is there anything to bring to mind? Yeah, I think if I hadn't made it, I used to think of what I would do. I think I would have been a beautician. I got to play one in Still Magnolias, but I really would have been one because I'm very good at hair. And I, yeah. on all my TV specials, I'm often trying to fix the hair. I mean, I, do, I did my mom's hair all those years when we did Lovely. specials. And my sisters, different ones of my sisters. But I think I would have been a beautician because I would, I would have had been continued wearing my hair and makeup like I wanted. I'd have had to got a discount on bleach and, <laughs> and makeup or shampoo or yeah. all of that. But I can picture myself being a beautician. That's why it was so easy for me playing Truvy in the Steel Magnolia movie because I just felt like I knew that world. Yeah, and also you'd be next level because you could give somebody a manicure and then you could teach them how to play some music on their own fingernails. <laughs> you have to have the acrylic yeah. nails to play your nails. Yeah, you, you do. When I wrote 9 to 5. Oh, see, I love that. That's my favourite Dolly Parton. Uh, Can you do it? Can I? Yeah. yeah. I'm singing low so you can hear my fingernails. That's actually how I wrote the song, playing these acrylic nails because I thought this sounded like a typewriter. And on, on the set every day, I would kind of... You know, just make your your co-stars have said that you kind of write a little bit of that song day by day. Mm -hmm. You'd appear on set and, and play the role. You'd be like, just written a little bit more, just written a little bit more. Yeah. And then you did the acrylic nails thing, and, and I, I mean that must have blown it. them. I mean, it's blown my mind now. It must have blown their minds at the time. But you have to kind of have the acrylic nails to make that noise. But I actually put that on the actual recording of Nine to Five. I had all the women from Nine to Five come down and sing on the record. And then on it says nailed by Dolly. <laughs> so where they said you have to do it because you played that all the way through. Um, Dolly, it's been such a privilege to spend some time in your company. Um, the brand new album, Rockstar, is released worldwide in November and booked behind the scenes. Uh, Life in Rhinestone is out in October. Um, next time in the UK, make sure I get the chance to come and see you again, Dolly, because I've loved every single minute of it. Thank you very much well, for your time. Well, you mean it's over? That went by like we, we, we are done here, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Well, so I did enjoy it. And speak thank to you, you soon, very Dolly. Much for having me. Thank you once again to the icon that is Dolly 
Parton. Now, if you love Dolly, if you love country, Roots Americana, well, we have a station for that, and it is called Absolute Radio Country, and it's available on your digital radio, in the free Absolute Radio app, or, of course, on your smart speaker. And if you missed any of Dave Meets Dolly, well, let me tell you, you can listen to the whole thing again next Sunday night from 7pm on Absolute Radio Country. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. It is Friday morning. You are listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, where it is time for Matt Dyson and the social ammunition. Extra, extra, extra. Now, I, for one, am excited about this because every Friday you bring us some kind of animal antics. Yes, some sort of talking pet. Is it a talking pet today? It's not really talking, but it's acting in quite a human way. Love it. It's a husky dog uh, from Ladbroke. Bible's Instagram page. It's been sent to me by a couple of people, actually. Uh, the clip is entitled, It's Impossible to Argue with a Husky. The dog has ripped something up. It's being told off by its American owner. And it's just, it doesn't like being told off, so it starts to just go, nah, 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 I can't hear you. La, la, la. I can't hear you. Almost as if it's like trying to d- d- to blot out the noise okay. from the owner, as you'll hear in this Come clip. Come here. Come here. <gasps> Who did this? Blue, sit down. No. Until the owner stops. So that's a great You know great, what? Great if tactic. this if this coming weekend <laughs> your family, your parents, your partners, your friends, whoever it may be, they're trying to get you to do something, to finally tidy your room, take that thing up into the loft, whatever it may be, just go blue the husky. Yes. Go well, full blue. Oh, 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 you'll be talking about it later <laughs> when I've saved your day. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolutely. That's radio. it for your Friday morning. And in fact, that is it from another week's worth of The Breakfast Show. As always, thank you very much indeed for tuning in and to those of you who were part of it. We have another week's worth of podcasts, Matt. We um, do indeed. Mondays was named Gandhi in a hot tub. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a strong start. Um, Tuesday was WeBuyAnyTram.com. Oh, yes, nice. Wednesdays was named Monty Don, <laughs> Mama. What a week it's been. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was called Dolly Parton is Coming. Yeah. And I think today's has to be called Dolly Parton is Here. It's a double dolly. Yeah. End the week, nice. Double dolly. Uh, right, on the way, the details tells you need to be made a winner and we finish the week with £80,000 up for grabs. I'm off next week. Ben Burrell is in the hot seat along with the team. So have a great week ahead. Enjoy your weekends. Stay safe. Stay entertained. Until Monday week. Arrivederci.